You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, Andre! Don't tell me! Everybody and welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fancy booking podcast in the known universe on hyping up on its retirement tour. That's right, the show's coming to an end, but we're still here giving you that sweet, sweet booking content. I am the head writer of Monday Night Raw, Ryan Nightsey, and with me, as always, is the head writer of Friday Night SmackDown, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing, my friend? Ryan, do you hear that? Uh, is there a do fan you, on? Do, Did you leave I, your I fan hear- on? I no, I hear I hear music because it's the final countdown. Banana, banana, banana. I don't know how to sing. Uh, <laughs> it's the final countdown, indeed, which means Brian Danielson is returning. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson is arriving on this show because uh, he's a free agent, mother trucker. Well, maybe not is a free it, agent. What if is is this? Can can we officially call the retirement tour the final book down? It's the final book down. <laughs> oh man, that's awful. Uh, <laughs> a lot of shit has happened in. So we like recorded in two weeks, and like you know, because I went on vacation, and like so much shit happened. In the, in the weeks that have followed i'm just glad i haven't been using the fiend lately let's just say that ah yeah that's fair that's fair all right well let's uh news news to break bray wyatt the fiend by the time you're hearing this maybe more people who the hell knows but bray wyatt the fiend is gone i guess also technically rick flair is gone but you know he wasn't doing anything <laughs> you know he wasn't really yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Bray Wyatt the Fiend is gone. Mikey, thoughts on the Bray Wyatt's run in WWE? Thoughts on Bray Wyatt's run in WWE? I it had a lot of highs and it had a lot of lows. Let's just say that. And the high parts were when Bray was in charge of his own character, and the low parts are when WWE took over and made things terrible. Because uh, all in all, I think Bray. All in all, Bray Wyatt is. An amazing create is an amazing wrestler, uh, incredibly creative mind, uh, and really awesome at what he does. And I wish they just continued giving him the freedom to do to do the things he wanted to do. But of course, Vince McMahon's got to get his grubby little fingers all over everything uh, and make things worse. So it's like upsetting. It's like a great run. Because think of all the things Bray Wyatt has done, but like also it's de- deeply upsetting because it could have been so much more. Because he's amazing. Yeah, he uh, definitely uh, had a lot of stuff. I really enjoyed his his run back when he was the swap swap magician. 
<laughs> the eater of worlds. The the before the eater of worlds when he was just like the swamp dude, the cult leader kind of guy. I yeah. That, I, to me, that is like prime Bray Wyatt character. Like that is the fedora, the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, that is like the rocking chair. Yeah, that was the creepy weird dude that could you know I could see that character showing up on AEW quite well. Um, uh, Fiend, you know my thoughts on the Fiend. I don't never really liked the Fiend. I think the Fiend was incredibly hard to book for. Uh, <laughs> the, the Fiend was incredibly hard to book for, but I think if I think it it could have been done well. I think if it was done well enough, this is going to be a bold statement. I think the Fiend had the chops to be the next Undertaker kind of style wrestler. Sure, and be that like big be all end all for people. Um, but you know. Can't go over Seth Rollins, right? I actually, that, if you remember correctly, I actually approved of that that booking. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was the only one in the world that like liked that in a weird way. Uh, you know, I, the I, I get, I get, the, I, I respect the comment about like creative genius. The only the one hang up I have that is because I just don't know where the where Vince stepped in, where Bray stepped in. You know, like mm. I like I like to think like when the Fiend became like world title holder or multiple time world title holder i believe or just the one maybe i don't know um that that's be when vince stepped in but i don't quite know so my, i i i do think bray is a smart mind for that sort of uh that character what he wanted all this stuff but i'm also like when did when did he step out and vince step in or did they agree on everything I wish, together i wish they didn't put the title on i wish they didn't put the title on him so soon i wish they let the fiend marinate and like other yeah. non-title feuds first. I agree. I agree. Do you think Bray Wyatt, whether or not be the fiend, do you think Bray Wyatt goes anywhere, continues wrestling? If so, where? Where where would you like to see him? I mean, I'm by like uh I would love to see Bray Wyatt on my TV at AEW still. Like I know that's kind of the common answer. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. I'd love to see Bray Wyatt be able to have the creative freedom that they're giving to people like uh malachi black and um just everyone on that roster who gets to do basically whatever they not not whatever they want but like their characters are who they want to be you know yeah and not and not some like corporate dumbed down version yeah it's it's like i want to see him be able to get that creative freedom there and do what bray wyatt wants to do and let that incredibly creative mind run free you know yeah i'm i'm in i'm in uh of two minds about the idea if it is swamp monster magician bray wyatt maybe not magician but swamp swamp cult leader bray wyatt-esque figure i would love to see that in AEW. i think AEW could use that i like that as like a rival to dark order as like defeat your past sort of kind of thing like as a cult leader kind of guy Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, cause it's been established that AEW is not going to do the spooky stuff anymore. So I don't necessarily see like a fiend type character happening. Uh, on the other hand, there's Malachi black, which is appearing in black, but other people have done that as well. So that's not really spooky. That's just turning off the lights, I guess, in AEW will Um, mm-hmm. uh, on the other hand, if I, if Bray Wyatt wants to do a spooky character like the fiend, uh, or the eater of worlds of that ilk, then I think Impact is the greatest idea for him uh, because they already got Sue Young and I guess whatever Kimberly is doing. 
Uh, they already mm-hmm. got Decay, which I think would also could work. But they, you know, they got you know what Father Mitchell or whatever that spooky man is. Uh, they already got like some like a spooky world within Impact that I think if uh, the Fiend comes in to take over that world, I think that could be interesting. I think that could be an added aspect um, of Impact's arsenal, um, and it would be a different enough spot where they can do those sort of things. Um, that's, that's my thoughts on the aspect. Uh, moving on to other news, Mikey, uh, other news that we missed during my vacation time. Such, such great stuff happened. Like, like AW Dynamite was amazing. And Nick Gage hit, hit Chris Jericho with a light tube on national on TV. national television. Hiroshi Tanahashi Nick Gage, showed. Nick Gage got Hurricane Ron and threw a pane of glass on national television. Hiroshi Tanahashi showed up on AEW Dynamite. And that was like the fifth most coolest thing that happened <laughs> that week, this week. Or last week or so. Um, but the big news of it all was that uh, there are rumors that are becoming more and more true as the day pass that, one, Brian Danielson is signed with AEW or is close to signing with AEW, um, and two, CM Punk is looking to return to the ring, uh, and based off of um various easter eggs said throughout aew dynamite last wednesday best in the world uh based on doing a show at the united center and then the fans picking up on all those easter eggs and selling it out uh with two weeks what is it two weeks notice with no nothing announced just on the hope of that being cm punk's debut uh you know that is that's a lot. So a lot of stuff. Mikey, thoughts on both Brian Danielson and CM Punk potentially so, not only returning to a ring somewhere else, but probably with AEW. So two things. One, if Punk doesn't show up at any of these shows at AEW, there will be riots. What they they've set up? The, no, okay, no, I no, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not gonna. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I, I'm. I'm saying that like AEW has set themselves up that if they don't deliver CM Punk, they are it's gonna screwed. Be, and it's going to be over. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm sure that they have. I, I trust that they have. But yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely. I absolutely have the faith in them that they that they uh, secured this one. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I'm imagining is AEW Chicago all out. That one moment where we're going to hear. And the roof is going to explode. Yeah. The place is going to go absolutely ballistic. Yeah, th- that's an interesting question. Is uh, what I wonder what music they use for CM Punk. Like L- Living Color, they okay. Well, everyone's saying it could still because nobody has that, and as long as AEW just like buys the licensing to it, yeah, they're set. Yeah. Um, and Living Color just followed a like followed AEW on Twitter. Yeah, they're they're interested. I'm sure they're interested in getting that money, <laughs> getting yeah, that bag. You know? for sure. I'm sure. Like like I like like you said, right? Like we, I have faith in AEW that they're gonna nail this one. And I think if CM Punk doesn't come out to Cult's personality, it's gonna be a little bit upsetting. But also, I think it's still gonna be fine. But if I hear that like static mm-hmm. and just that opening guitar riff, I, I'm going to like. 
I'm go- I personally am just going to explode. The only reason I question that is because uh, Tony Khan being a huge Ring of Honor fan, I wonder if they'll go for his CM Punk's old Ring of Honor theme. Uh, Miseria Cantara 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 um, I want that's also a solid theme but I wonder it's like I was like oh man did they go for that money uh, Miseria is probably way cheaper <laughs> than In Living Color so it's like oh but, maybe but either one will work but Living Color is more recognizable for CM Punk yeah sure, uh, at this point uh, on a I worldwide think, basis I, yes I would say yes I think the CM Punk Living Color pop would be equivalent to the you think you know me you know yeah, like that. That would be equivalent to the the ed- edge intro. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see how CM Punk does. I uh, I've heard rumors. Uh, people have talked about the idea of maybe them team Danielson and CM Punk teaming up together and be forming a tag team instead. I really like that idea because um, we have no clue what CM Punk's condition is, what CM Punk's, uh, work style, you know, like, we have no idea where he is. I mean, he never was, like... It's been so long since we've seen him in a ring. Yeah, he's never been, like, a true worker's worker, but at the same time, you know, he hasn't wrestled in years, he's over, over 40. Brian Danielson's also over 40, has been way more active, but now he's not active right now, so, you know, the body tenses up a little bit, so he has to loosen that up, do all that stuff. I think, you know, ha- I think someone said it best was like, we just want to see Punk talk less than wrestle. So having them f- wrestle as a tag team, I think, could be very interesting. And, you know, for a fact, them versus the Young Bucks would be very good because the Young Bucks will just put over everything. I also like Brian Danielson. It's a great get, if possible. I think uh, he is a great wrestler that he would yeah, be I a great job. About Brian Danielson. I was just so obsessed with CM Punk. That's fair. But I think Brian Danielson is such a great get in terms of the wrestling skill. I think he can have great matches with literally almost every single person up and down that card. I think my fear is, is that I think he's very close to a Christian cage type, but at the same time, mm. um, at the same time, there is also the, uh, aspect that Christian Cage is, I think, older. <laughs> I presume older. Uh, I believe Christian I, Cage is over 50. I kind uh, of like the idea also of CM Punk being like like Daniel Bryan kind of being like Roman Reigns-esque while CM Punk is Paul Heyman-esque. You know, like it's like they have that, dia- they have that dynamic sort of of CM Punk like managing Bryan if he doesn't want to be like wrestling, you know? That is a great question. What if Punk's not even wrestling? What if Punk? What is if just Punk's like, just like a man, like a like yeah. just a manager? I mean, I mean, the rumors the rumors are that he wants to get back in the ring. So I would I would assume not. Um, Christian is forty seven. Danielson is forty. So there's that aspect. I think they're very similar, especially when they both turn heel. I think they're kind of similar in that style. I could be wrong in that, but that's just based off of what I've seen in my opinions. But so. I'm I'm not sure how that will work where that will go. I you know I I'm not sure how that could can succeed in that aspect. But I think putting Danielson with a Punk type could work very well. They got the Ring of Honor connection. I think you know they uh, obviously both have the love of the wrestling. I think they could both do great in singles and tag team action. I think they would complement each other. I hope. Uh, I am. I, someone someone said it recently where. Uh, CM Punk uh, is like ironically the last one of the last pieces of AEW you know what I mean mm-hmm. like 
A, like AEW, one another piece is Adam Cole, which is also apparently almost also up in the air, <laughs> also right up in the air right now. So a Adam Cole getting in is like it would, that would make me feel good, but like in a weird way, historically speaking, AEW all feels like it has started at like the CM Punk pipe bomb, like that was the the pebble in the water, and these are all the ripples that have come out. Uh, that it feels like the the it almost feels like destiny that CM Punk has to arrive at AEW in some facet. Um, it's just a question: what form? How's he going to do? Will he, will he be great? Will he wrestle? I'm sure he's got a lot of things to say. Will he make the locker room hate each other? How will he work with Colt Cabana? Mm-hmm. Like these are all the things that I think I about. Forgot about Colt Cabana and CM Punk. Yeah, they used to be like best friends. Yeah. CM Punk case they're not anymore, right? CM Punk used to be able, a, well. I, they sued. E- they sued each other. So. Yeah, there was some sort of big falling out between the two of them. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see where they go. I'm also like I said, there's the Adam Cole thing that I'm interested about. So I don't know. There's like a AEW is on fire. Is in fuego, uh, Del Sol. So I'm very you interested gotta, to you see. Got, you gotta you gotta think that they were like that they talk to Colt Cabana about it, right? If they were like, hey, Colt, listen. I'm sure. And I'm sure, like, you know, knowing Colt, he's probably okay with it because money's money. and all, But also it's a business. So if you... It's a business. And I think Colt Cabana understands that if CM Punk wants to return to wrestling, he's returning to AEW, you put it... The company's going to pick that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's when you just put your differences aside and just try to act professional as possible. Yeah, because no matter what's going to happen, AEW is like, yeah, we're going to get CM Punk. I, they could... They could just, like, ask him, but they're not asking for permission there's more of like letting him know of anything like yeah, exactly. by the that way this like is happening Colt. bad news good news for us bad news for you yeah so i you know and even then like see maybe they've hashed out or something i have no idea but that's all rumors and speculation but you know i'm very interested to see uh what happens i mean by time when the when the hell is uh AEW rampage let's look at AEW's website um, I believe it's like by the time people are hearing this, I think it's next week, <laughs> August 20th. Maybe it is. No, maybe not next week. Maybe it's two weeks from now. Let's see events. Um, uh, let's see. We got AEW Dynamite Pittsburgh is next is next week. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Rampage is next week, the 13th. Uh, and then the week following that is Chicago, Illinois. And then of course you got, uh, all out a couple weeks after that. Uh, AW is running Chicago four times. <laughs> Jesus Christ, they're running. They're really going through it. There's like Chicago. We are here for you. By the way, Mikey, uh, your show is assuming the world is okay. The world stays okay, and we get it back in control here with the variants and and mask mandates and all that jazz. You got a show coming up on the fifteenth of September. I do, yeah. Uh, show coming up 15th of September, right after uh, right after the big run in Chicago. Uh, they're coming to Newark, New Jersey again. Uh, hopefully, this was supposed this was supposed to be like two years ago. This show, this was supposed to be what blood and guts. This was supposed to be blood and guts originally. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So me and me and Zach Batista of Independent Waters, uh, we have tickets to that show still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully. This time around, it sticks. Yeah, you, uh, and we can go come September, and that would be uh, that would be great. They have to 
you ha- you would have to imagine that AEW is going to do something big for that show, right? Like, if they don't, I don't even care because if I get to see CM Punk and Daniel Bryan wrestle, I'm don't I'm happy. That's a fair point. I'm thrilled. That's like whatever. Uh, <laughs> like like seeing CM Punk, like seeing CM Punk wrestle possibly would be like easy, easily would make up for me missing blood and guts. That's fair. That's fair. But I, I wonder that. I, I wonder you know for all these shows. Because I haven't like, seen, I haven't watched CM Punk wrestle live since WrestleMania. 29 yes where he took on undertaker <laughs> yes what a match that was i've never seen cm punk wrestle live i don't think there was I, once for me i've been to uh i've been to a cyber sunday and i've been to a monday night raw and i don't think he was working at monday night raw hmm. it was a monday night raw in washington dc i know batista and john Cena over there maybe they won the tag titles maybe that was the time they won it i don't quite remember i think mag <laughs> mike adam adam lee was there i know it was kane was doing that carrying around the bag gimmick mm-hmm. the, these are the things i remember these are the things i remember um well yeah well by the time people are hearing this maybe there's even more news maybe there's more news coming out of dynamite you know there's all out coming ahead and we at the time we're recording this we don't know what's happening with that um wrestling's exciting uh i'm very excited <laughs> about wrestling but let's get into i have no transition to get into wwe booking because here's the issue mikey is that as the show's wrapping it's like this show is also like such in my opinion our show hit the books is also such a microcosm into like what wwe has become in the past Mm -hmm. couple years uh and i don't want to make this a, a dunk on sesh but at the same time, you know, there's the aspects of, you know, we started out, we we did the show right after SummerSlam where Becky Lynch, you know, that was the show like where Becky Lynch became the man, as it were. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at that SummerSlam, that triple threat, she lost it, but that's where she turned. Um, you know, that was, you know, we, we started that show. It felt like WWE was a little bit hot. They were still doing their WWE things, but they were getting there. And then in just like the past year or two, it has crumbled brick by brick to where now it's just like every week we have to do a show where we're losing wrestlers. Um, Every week it's something different. You know, by like I said, by time we do the show, maybe, you know, by the time the show comes out, maybe someone else will be cut. I don't know. There's like right now there's like rumors about Alexa Bliss being cut and let go. Maybe I don't know. So I, it's just all this nonsense where it's just like it's very frustrating uh, to to deal with. But nonetheless, Mikey, we got booking to do. Yes, we do. We got we got booking to get to and SummerSlam to get ready for. Yes, uh, it's like we get, we're gonna write all this booking out and present it to each other. But at the same time, we're getting like pellet with like WWE bullets, and it's like we're gonna we're gonna make this the best thing possible. We're like in the trenches, like we're gonna do this. Yeah. We're like it's like in it's like in Modern Warfare Two, where someone was shooting at you, and you just like walk forward with a riot shield. Yeah, it's like this is gonna suck, but I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I can I can achieve. Uh, we're gonna make the best thing possible while we're getting pellet, we're getting destroyed. Um, anyways. Let's do this, Mikey. Let's let's talk about what's happening on Monday Night Raw this week for Hit the Books. Let's do it. I put my announcer voice on. Um, uh, <laughs> give, it, give me give me your best, Michael Cole. WWE. Right, say say the line. It's boss time. 
The, well, that's a good that you have to notice it, Mikey, when uh, Michael Cole does that when he pronounces uh, the the promotion, he always pronounces it. He emphasizes the W's. It's W W W E. Uh, you know, you know, because you know Michael Cole's back there before every show. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather. Well, yellow well you leather. got to, you got to when you're going to talk for however many hours. <laughs> I don't blame him whatsoever. But let's start off Monday Alex, Night Raw. The, teeth, the tip of the tongue. Yes, that's my favorite one. Uh, uh, the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Uh, starting off Monday Night Raw, not with Michael Cole or the mystery GM, but rather the official GM, Paul Heyman, and Roman Reigns, WWE Champion, and the Mr. Money in the Bank, Tomasa Ciampa. Heyman says, says that as general manager, uh, it's my job to make matches and make the greatest pay-per-view lineups that I can. So, last time I checked, Goldberg, you are not the matchmaker around here. I am. So it is without any hesitation that I say that, Goldberg, you are in fact not next for the WWE champion, nor will you ever be. Last SummerSlam, I was able to create new stars for this brand, and I wasn't even the general manager. Now, with even more power, I can assure you, you do not belong in our show's world championship match. That is all for me. That is all from us. But then, that is not all from this segment, because Goldberg's music hits... Uh, Goldberg walks straight up to Roman Reigns and says that he's been watching Raw every Monday and with his with his kids and seeing this little group, you know, your little group try and run things. He knows how this goes. Trust me, I've saw it before. Everything will go your way until the pressure overcomes and you guys start to crack. You guys start to fight in, start infighting, and you start crumbling before our feet. But I'm not going to be waiting that long. I'm coming for you, the head of the table. The same head that is apparently too chicken to fight me. And I get it. Yeah, cheers! And I get it. You couldn't beat Brock last year. Uh, uh, What did I lost my spot? You couldn't beat Brock last year, and I did. Or I have. You know that I can beat you. So you are trying to put up all these roadblocks to make sure you don't lose that title. Well, guess what, buddy? I don't care if you're scared. I don't care if you got protection behind you. I will run through that wall, those roadblocks, through you, and win that WWE championship. We are having that match. And Ro- then Goldberg was out of breath. Yeah, I, I was out of breath. <laughs> Roman grabs the microphone and tells Goldberg that I'm glad you sit at home and watch Monday Night Raw every Monday. You have the chance to sit around the table, eating with your family as they hear you moan and groan about your glory days. And if you have been watching, you would have known that I'm nobody's bitch. I'm the best of the bloodline. I don't need you to prove it. I run this show because I'm the leader of that locker room, not you. I've earned my spot at the head of this table. If you want the match, then sit back down. It's not your turn. Goldberg turns to leave, but then turns right back around and spears Roman Reigns right in the gullet. Uh, Heyman, right the, he spears him in the throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a choke slam. Uh, <laughs> Heyman escapes and Goldberg celebrates. Uh, Ciampa rolls in the ring to help Roman. He grabs the briefcase, looks at it for a moment, but before he can do anything, Goldberg spears Ciampa too and hits oh, no. him with a jackhammer. Uh, as Goldberg is leaving, Roman grabs the microphone and looks at Heyman and says, "Make the match." I like, I like Ciampa being like. Do I? And then before he has the chance to be like, you know what? I think I... You know what? I think this is what I'm going to... Oh, no! My gullet! Um, I would have loved... You know what I would have loved? 
What's that? If you said Goldberg turned around and speared Roman, and they both went down, and then Roman stood up and did the fucking metal plate thing that Bret Hart did. <laughs> oh man, dude! That I means gotcha. that, that means WWE has to know their wrestling history, dude. I can't, it's not possible. That's I can't true. do that. Uh, yeah, no, I I love that. I love that. Uh, you know, so that's there's the opening segment match uh, made at SummerSlam: Ro- Roman Reigns versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. Yeah, all right, I'm 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 here for it. I think that's the. I only... know I'm not usually here for Goldberg matches, but I'm here for this one. Well, I appreciate Spear it. versus Spear. I appreciate it. I'm surprised they have not done it yet, but I guess it's coming at some point. Um, do, do, do. well, they were going to do it. Was that at WrestleMania last two years ago? Was that the plan? And then I think so. And then Braun won it or something. Would Roman left and Roman left because you know he, he's a little he was a little bit immunocompromised. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, let's go right along. Uh, next up, we got Candice LeRae. She's back and she's team. She's managed by Eva Marie. Don't forget that. Uh, she's taking on new WWE Raw signing Gigi Dolan. Ooh, all right. Where Candice LeRae picks up the victory over Gigi. Uh, after the match, Eva Marie helps Dolan up, and they both walk her to the back. Interesting. So Eva Marie's trying to get like a little faction going here, it seems. Presumably. Or she's incredibly nice. Which one do you believe? <laughs> yeah. Or or she's not out for her own motives at all and is just being a nice person. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know. You know I'm right, gonna, right in character for Eva Marie. Yeah, I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say it's whatever it is. You know, I'm just saying that this is what she's happening. This is what she's doing. Um, and we'll see maybe uh, how that unfolds if we if we, if we even get there. Am I am I necessarily writing stories right now, Mikey? That will happen after the show's over, probably. <laughs> oh, I'm doing the same thing. I'm like building people up here and there, and like starting to like get get storylines for after SummerSlam. That's never gonna be. Yeah. Like. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like maybe that's what we do after SummerSlam. We just go through like this is what happens in the future. <laughs> yeah. These are idea the rest of our ideas. Uh, next up, we got a backstage interview with Sasha Banks. Uh, the interviewer says that at SummerSlam, Banks will defend her title against either Becky Lynch or Rhea Ripley, which will be determined next week. But tonight, you take on both of them with the help of Liv Morgan. What's going through your mind right now? Banks says that part of being in Hollywood is everyone clawing for jobs, clawing for opportunities, clawing at those auditions. This behavior is not new. I'm used to it. So I'm going to beat all of them like I've done in Hollywood because honestly, I don't really care. You know, I'm the boss. I'm the, I'm the raw women's champion. So if they want to step to me, they're not going to be ruining my summer. Yeah. All right. They're not going to ruin my, my hot girl summer. Yeah. my hot, Oh, maybe that she, maybe she says that. They're not going to ruin my hot girl <laughs> summer. I don't know. Uh, there we go. Moving next up, we got Drew McIntyre taking on Veer. Who? <laughs> I'm sorry? Veer with Shanky in his corner. What? Two very interesting men. Mikey, I know you haven't watched Raw in a while, but this no. is, this is, well, technically it's one half of Indusheer, but the second guy got replaced oh, are by... are these, are these, uh, 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 I, drawing a blank... Jinder Mahal's people? Jinder Mahal's, yeah, buddy. I could not. For some reason, the name Jinder Mahal just could not find its way into my brain. Hey, well, I'll get that I'll get that checked out then. I guess you're hindering. Um, <laughs> my brain is being hindered by the gender. Veer was one half of Indusheer, but then the second guy of Indish of Indusheer got replaced by Shanky. Uh, Shanky. I don't I don't entirely know name. why. Shanky uh, is on the same level as like T Bar. 
and Mace. Yeah, I don't know what their their name machine is. <laughs> just broken. <it. laughs> a just, random name generator. It's just it's just so bad. Like the fact that like every name has to be trademarked and like become its own property makes it that you can't do it other names and people. That's why people can't have the same name. So you start coming up with Veer, Shanky, T Bar, Mace. Like you're just like losing your brain here. Yep. Um, Jinder Mahal is on commentary during this match, and Drew McIntyre is able to pick up the victory over Veer. Nice. Yes. Nice. I I, I was hoping that. I had a feeling that might happen. Yeah, but we'll see how he does against Shanky next week. All all fear Shanky. Uh, Next up, we got Dijakovic standing in dark room. He says that throughout history... My favorite, my favorite place to do promos. Yes. Yeah, he says that throughout history, mankind has been forced to make the tough choice. When humans' backs are against the wall, they don't choose what's good or bad. They choose what's right and what's best for them. Last week, Bronson Reed and Jake Atlas chose what was right for them. Uh, Reed and Atlas both come out of the shadows here. Dijakovic continues saying that they will no longer be the buddy-buddy team of old. They will no longer stay in the shadows as their peers pass them by. They have found the light. Nice. Nice little nice little promo here. Yeah. Nice little team-up promo. Uh, next up, we got a Raw Tag Team SummerSlam qualifier. Last week it was Reed and Atlas losing to Keith Lee and Ricochet to join that fatal four-way. Uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And now it's going to be one of these two teams. Will it be the Hardly Boys, Jeff Hardy and R-Truth? TM, 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 TM. Or will it be Rated RKO, Randy Orton and Edge? Ooh, Rated RKO making their way into this. I love it. We have against Jeff Hardy and also R-Truth. Um, what an old school matchup here! What an old school matchup, and we got that rivalry of Jeff Hardy and Edge. What a and ruthless Randy Orton. aggression era matchup here! Exactly, uh, but it is Mikey rated RKO that get the victory. Okay, I I, I hope so. Yeah, I I, I love I, I love to see more of rated RKO with this uh, this new Edge. Well, get you're about to see more right now because after All the right. match, after the match, Edge and Randy Orton grab some steel chairs. And they both beat down R-Truth with them so badly, causes paramedics to come out and bring out a stretcher. Uh, there's definitely a concerto involved, but yeah. our, R-Truth has basically been written off here. Uh, Jeff Hardy upset about this outcome. Certainly. I, certainly. I bet. <laughs> More, the, the anger in Jeff Hardy is, is starting to come out. He had a tag yeah, team partner. He's not thrilled. He had a tag team partner. He was going to take on Edge and Randy Orton with him. He did. They lost, and R-Truth got destroyed. Yikes! So is Jeff already mad about, or is 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 Jeff already mad at our truth, or is he mad at himself? He's mad at Edge for letting, and, for letting it happen. No, he's mad at Edge and Randy Orton because he's trying That's to get fair. he's trying to turn <laughs> Edge back to the good side, and uh, that's not working. Listen, gotta be more Randy, proactive. Randy, Randy Orton has been hearing voices in his head all this time, and now he's passing the voices on to Edge. Yeah. So yeah. Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy was already running at a disadvantage here. Yeah. Next up, we get a behind-the-scenes shot of Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch warming up and getting their gear together, but they're sort of staring each other down as they're doing so, and, you know, as they're preparing for their tag team match, but knowing that they are both in a number one contenders match next week. So there's a little tension. Uh, in which we go into the straight into that tag team match, Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch taking on the Raw Women's Champion Sasha Banks and Liv Morgan, uh, where it is Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch who get the win when Becky Lynch pins Liv Morgan. Mm, nice, nice. A big, big win here. 
Big win here. They get some momentum going into the number one contenders match. Liv Morgan obviously doesn't get is going to obviously take the fall here. Um, you know, it's not going to be Sasha Banks, uh, but yeah, it's some strong, strong win, and they're, they're able to put that tension aside uh, to get the win here. So that's really what they're all about here. Nice. I said here way too many times. Back <laughs> in back in Heyman's office, we got a backstage segment. Back uh, here in Heyman's office. Yes. Uh, Roman is signing the contract for the SummerSlam match. Heyman asks him if he's sure about this. Wow, well, Heyman gets things done quick. He's done. You know, he's he's a good job. He's a good man. He's a good yeah, man. He's efficient. Job. Yeah, yeah. And he's like Heyman, make the match. And Heyman was like, I can get you a contract by the end of the night. I mean, technically, it's been what two hours? <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, I can get you a contract by the end of the night, easy. Yeah. It's typical. Yeah, I'm sure it's a template. It's like a default contract. Yeah. Uh, Roman says yes and signs, making the match official. Roman gets up and leaves the room to do whatever he needs to do. Uh, beat later, Ciampa walks in asking if Heyman needed him. Heyman says that he did. Heyman says to Tommaso Ciampa that he has seen that look in Ciampa's eyes before in other people. I know what you were thinking out there, and I need you to get that thought out of your head if you know what is good for you. Roman has done, a, to him. Roman has done a lot of good things for you, Ciampa. And if you think for a moment of throwing that all away, you've had another thing coming. I want you to think very, very hard about this, Tommaso Ciampa. So did I make myself clear? Ciampa says yes, and Heyman tells him to leave. Ciampa leaves the office and bumps into Roman on his way out. Roman sits back down at the GM's desk and asks Heyman if Ciampa understands. Heyman says yes. They're on to him. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens there, I guess. But I like we got- that, though. I like, I like how, they're, I like how you're, you're playing them up to be, like, smart and not just, like, completely oblivious to Ciampa, you know? Like, like they're not like, oh, he, like, oh, he, he was, he was just uh, looking at his briefcase for no reason whatsoever. He's still on our side. You, you actively were like, listen, yeah, we fucking saw you considering it. Yeah, stop. <laughs> like, and not just that, it wasn't like Heyman was doing this when behind Roman's back. Roman, Roman, basic. What I'm in, in, in saying here is that Roman wanted Champa to come in. Roman left the room so Heyman could tell him what to do and do the dirty work. And then Roman comes in and be like, "Is it done?" And Heyman's like, "It's done." And then Roman's like, yep. "Okay, cool." And then swerves back around and drinks a coffee or whatever. I like how I like how they're not. They don't. They don't immediately just like try to take Ch- like I feel like I like I'm glad they didn't try to just like immediately take Champa out and like just turn on him like on a dime. They gave him a chance to be like, "Hey, listen." Yeah. We don't, look, you, you messed up. Don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Real mafia movie hours here. Yeah. Um, but next up is our main event, Mikey. Uh, it's a good one. It's for the United States Championship. Chad Gable versus Johnny Gargano. Big U.S. title match. Big time U.S. title match. It's Mr. Wrestling versus Mr. Wrestling. Exactly. Mr. Wrestling versus Mr. Wrestling 2, which I... Uh, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Uh, who who was Mr. Wrestling 2? That was a real person. Uh, Mr. Wrestling. Let's see. Mr. Sounds like such, Mr. Wrestling 2 sounds like such a shindy gimmick. Uh, no. Uh, Johnny Walker... Uh, there's a bunch that, of no no that's 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 a whiskey there are so many mr wrestlings there's a mr wrestling five in in steve douglas uh <laughs> i remember steve douglas um yeah john jack walker john walker the grappler he was both mr wrestling and mr wrestling too solid 
<laughs> I'm Mr. Wrestling, and now I'm the sequel. He was a big NWA guy. Wrestled, uh, started wrestling back in 1956. Jesus Christ. So anyway, we got Johnny Gargano taking on Chad Gable. Yeah, Mr. Wrestling 2, he died. Um, yeah, Johnny Gargano versus Chad Gable is our main event here for the United States Championship. Chad Gable defending that title against Mr. Wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. John Gargano, if you will. Um, this match obviously is all about wrestling, all about putting on a show, a main event uh, caliber match. Uh, Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Jonathan Wrestling. Uh, did you break your back on a suplex? <laughs> We're here to help. Yeah. Come to Wrestling, Wrestling, and Wrestling. <laughs> Come to Wrestling, Wrestling, and Wrestling 2. Yeah. Come to Wrestling, Wrestling 2, Wrestling 5. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, a big time main event here match. During the match, however... Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come out Ooh. to distract Gable and Gargano while, Gar- while Garza, the third G, uh, grabs the U.S. title and hits Chad Gable with it and <gasps> then walks out with the title. Steals it. What? what? Yes. DQ finish. Chad Gable retains the title, but Angel Garza is in possession of the title. <laughs> Chad Gable retains the title. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but uh, he technically he's still champion. But apparently, Garz is just like, nope, I'm U.S. champion now. Bye. Yeah, he is like, this is mine now. I'm taking it. And Chad Gable's like, I'm pretty sure I'm the owner of that. <laughs> uh, and Johnny Gargano Garza's like, whatever, whatever, destiny or something. And Johnny Gargano did not lose said t- lose the title nor win the title nor win the, or lose the match. Uh, Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so that is Monday Night Raw for you, Mikey. Thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. This main event has me turned on my head. Just Garza being like, this is mine now. Both of you get out of my face. I'm just going to steal this. Yeah. Uh, is a bold move. Uh, I like Drew McIntyre getting a big win here. Uh, I like Rated RKO also getting the win here. I think it's just a great Raw all around uh, as we get to SummerSlam and the chaos grows. Yes, SummerSlam so far. Uh, the only thing I have announced so far is Roman oh, Reigns. Sorry, good. I was going to say Roman Reigns versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship, and then it's going to be Sasha Banks versus either Becky Lynch or Rhea Ripley, and then a fatal four-way, it's going to be One Nation defending the titles against Rated RKO, Keith Lee and Ricochet, and a fourth team, which we'll find out who that will be next week. Nice. I I, I was going to say I liked, uh, I liked all the One Nation stuff as well, of like Goldberg taking out, taking out Roman and Champa being like, uh... Uh. <laughs> he really I should really clarify the consideration is between Roman or hit the hit Goldberg with this yeah it's like do I knock Goldberg out or do I cash in yeah and he and he froze for too long uh, I took a spear for it and a jackhammer um Ugh. yeah so poor guy I'll jack up your neck uh yeah so a lot, very, a lot of different stuff happening on this raw I'm glad you enjoyed it Mikey yeah, yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. I think you did a great job uh, of building towards SummerSlam even more. Thank you. Uh, well, let's get, uh, speaking of building to SummerSlam, Mikey, let's go over to the blue brand. Let's go head on over to SmackDown and find out what's happening on SmackDown on the road to the summer. Yes, over on SmackDown, we have a almost a, a mirror of last week when Dave Mastiff opens the show flanked by Carrillo and Nakamura. Mastiff grabs a mic and he says, last week, things got a little hectic in this ring. Shinsuke had a challenge and was on his way to winning when Roger Strong and Thatcher decided to step in and cheat. 
to stop that. For some guys, for some guys who say they trust each other's in-ring abilities, you two were sure you two sure were fast to jump in when things were looking dire. You said you were going to give everyone their fair shot, but making Shinsuke's match a three-on-one doesn't seem very fair to me. So now me and Carrillo are stepping in to even the odds. Carrillo isn't too happy about his loss either, and I know he wants a little payback. So strong, Sheamus, Thatcher, why don't you get out here? Ooh. This- the three come and meet them in the ring. The two teams stare each other down for a bit. Then Mastiff steps up to Strong and says, Glad you three showed up because I wanted to make sure you heard this challenge loud and clear. Nakamura and Kurio want a match against Thatcher and Sheamus. And to make sure you don't get involved, I'll be in their corner. So what do you say now that the odds are even? Strong says, You know, Mastiff, we don't have to answer to you. We already know we're a higher caliber than you three, and we don't need to crush you again to prove it. So Mastiff, we respectfully decline. Mm. Strong Thatcher and Sheamus go to leave the ring when GM Page comes out to the entrance ramp and she says, now wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Strong, I've been overlooking a lot of things lately because I've been kind of wrapped up in a lot of SummerSlam prep, but you cheating Nakamura out of a potential title shot last week is something I can't just stand by and watch. So before you say no to the tag team match, let's see what the universe, the WWE Universe thinks about it. What, what do you guys think? You want to see it? The WWE Universe cheers and Paige continues. Then it's settled. Shinsuke Nakamura and Huberto Correa will take on Timothy Thatcher and Sheamus in the main event tonight in a tag team match. Uh, Thatcher, Strong, and Sheamus are obviously furious, uh, <laughs> but when they turn around to go confront their opponents, Correa, Massive, and Nakamura hit, three, hit the three of them with tandem clotheslines and send them running. Send them packing. Send them packing, yeah. Get out, get out of here. So yeah, we got tonight's main event: Nakamura and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Humberto Carrillo taking on Sheamus and Timothy Thatcher in a tag team match. Uh, Nakamura and Carrillo, of course, have Mastiff on their side, and Sheamus and Thatcher, of course, have Strong on their side. Very nice, very nice. I'm glad you're you're sort of forming this triumvirate uh, against um, against the Diamond Mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Diamond Mind, but it's, I'm, it's, spelled, mind, yeah. it's spelled differently. It's spelled M-I-N-D. <laughs> they have strong, they have hard heads. They're hard-headed. <laughs> After... Fuck. <laughs> 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 After that, we have the opening match, which is Shayna Baszler taking on a debuting Zelina Vega with Piper Niven on commentary. Uh, and in this match, Shayna Baszler wins over Zelina Vega, and afterwards... We have the segment following where she grabs a mic, looks at Niven, and says, can't you see the writing on the wall, Piper? I'm coming for you, and every single person I beat, I get closer and closer to that title. Soon it's going to be you laid out in this ring while I stand tall holding that title in your face, showing you that you were in ne- showing you that you were never a match for me. Piper gets in the ring and says, Shayna, I don't think you've ever faced anyone like me before. No matter what you throw my way, I'm going to overcome it. And if... You do end up getting a title shot. I'm going to show you why no one else has been able to th- dethrone me yet. Piper goes to walk away, and Shayna, as she's walking away, says, oh, it's not about if I get a shot. It's about when. And then she turns around and hits Niven with a cheap shot while she's leaving, starts beating down Niven, go- basically go- going all out, really laying it into her, throwing her into the barricade, slamming her head into the announcer's table, hitting her with a chair, you know, really going all in here. Then, uh, after the beatdown, Shayna locks the Kira Fuda clutch in on Niven in the middle of the ring. Uh, Niven is out cold as Shayna leaves, admiring her handiwork. 
Bianca Belair runs in with her Money in the Bank briefcase. She hands it to the referee to cash in. However, before the bell rings, Bianca turns to go after Niven. She is met with a big boot from Tony Storm, who takes her down. Storm hits Belair with the Storm Zero, shuts down the cash-in attempt. Niven looks at Storm. Storm looks back and mimics the title belt around her waist. And then she turns back to Belair and she says, I told you, this one is mine. She leaves with everyone stunned in the ring. Oh, man, dude. Hot damn. Hot damn. What a what a segment. What a mm-hmm. segment. God dang, what a segment. The, oh, my God. Yeah, no, I like it. I, 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 think, I think, you know, having that sort of Bianca Belair, Tony Storm feud, and then the uh, Piper Niven, Shayna Baszler feud... Uh, I'll mix that together, but then there's also Tony Storm and Niven. Um, I don't remember if Baszler and Belair have backstory in our universe. I think they might. A little uh, bit. I think a little. They definitely, bit. They definitely seen it before. Yeah. Uh, but th- th- there's there's so many. It's it's all these angles, all these like triangulations that are very mm-hmm. interesting. I'm like, oh, between very... these between these four, yeah. Yeah. No, I like it a lot. I definitely like it a lot. Very nice. All right. After that, we have another debut match of Harry Smith taking on King Corbin, and Harry Smith gets the win. Very simple. Harry Smith getting the win back. You love to see it. Yeah, you know, building up Harry Smith for his eventual run after (laughs) SummerSlam. Oh, man, you know, you got to do it to him. You got to do it to him, (laughs) my dude. Got to take that. Take that King Corbin. Is that your real name? No, you're nothing. You're King Corbin. After that match, we have a video package, and it's John Cena standing in front of a wall with all of the past titles he's won in WWE. He says, you know, I've had quite the career here. I've gone up against the best of the best and have taken down some legends and Hall of Famers in this business. I've held many titles in this company, as you can see. Unfortunately, one championship in particular has always eluded me, and that is the Universal Championship. There's a He's, reason it's eluded you, John. It's because you don't work, work at the company. We don't, we, don't have to, we don't have to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to get into the details. <laughs> you see, in my extensive career in WWE, the Universal Championship is a prize I've never won or ever had the chance to win. If I end my career here in WWE without even trying to win that championship, it would go against everything John Cena stands for. The problem is the man who stands in my way of winning the Universal Championship is Kevin Owens. Owens, you reminded the world of our wars last week, and that's exactly what our matches were. Wars. You've taken me to my limit every single time we've been in that ring together, and that was all the way back in 2015. Now, you've been in this company a long time and had an illustrious career of your own. You've grown so much as a wrestler and are better than ever. The thing is, you aren't the only one. Sure, I've been on movie sets and red carpet premieres, but Owens, I never forgot where I came from, where I was molded. I've been studying and training to make some improvements of my own, so come SummerSlam, we'll both be at the top of our game. You want to be the man that retires John Cena, but if you think it's going to be easy, you've got another thing coming. Very nice. Very solid promo from John Cena, saying that he he deserves this. He's going for the sick, was going for the record, right? He's going for the record right now if he beats Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're going for the Ric Flair's record. I, I I think that was great to be like, I've had a lot of titles in this business, because it's like, oh, yeah, and we're seeing all of them. It's a lot. And it's like, okay. Because uh, it could, you know, it, you know, he's won, he's won a lot of stuff. Good, mm-hmm. good job. Good, good, solid stuff. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I really like this promo. I think it's just just setting up more for the the inevitable explosion between Owens and Cena. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely agree. Uh, after that video package, we have the reverse of last week's match. We have Drew Gulak taking on Big E. As we know, last week, Kofi Kingston took on Shelton Benjamin in a match uh, and won. So this week, mm-hmm. it's Drew Gulak taking on Big E to see if uh, so New Day is trying to prove themselves here. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. However, in this one, Drew Gulak picks up the victory over oh. Big E. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? Good job, Drewy Go- Gooks. Drewy Gooks, Gooks gotta, end, victory, yeah. gotta end out on strong, Drewy Gooks. Mm-hmm. After which, there's a segment where Kofi, Kofi Kingston comes to the ring to help Big E to his feet, and Big E grabs a mic and he says, okay, okay, Gulak, you got me that time. But now it's all tied up between the four of us. We can't have that, now can we? We have a little proposition on how we could end this. Next week, New Day versus Authentic. If we win, we get a title shot at SummerSlam. Gulak scoffs and says, what makes you think we'd take that deal? Nothing's in it for us. So, like like Roderick Strong earlier, I'll have to politely decline. Gulak and Benjamin stop it. Uh, sorry, I'll have to politely decline. Authentic walk away and Big E says, you know, we thought you'd say that. How about this? If you two win next week, we will never challenge for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships again. Gulak and Benjamin stop in their tracks, and Benjamin grabs Gulak's mic and says, you know, we always knew you two were stupid, but we never thought you were this stupid. You really want to sabotage yourselves that badly, then you're on. You better start waving goodbye to these titles, because after next week, you'll never see them again. Authentic leave. Oh, okay. Interesting proposition here for for old Sheltie B and Drewy Gooks. Yes. So next week, next week we got set up New Day versus Authentic, and if New Day get the win, they get a title shot at SummerSlam. If uh, Authentic win, then New Day can never challenge for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships ever again. Ever again? Ever again. What are they going to do? I don't know. I guess they got to figure that out. Uh, very good. Well, let's see if they win it. Yeah, I guess we'll see you next week. After that, after you can't that tell se- me what to do. <laughs> after that segment, we have a third debut this week. Oh my and god! Io, and Io Shirai taking on Raquel Gonzalez with Io Shirai getting the victory. Listen, I got a lot of new superstars I want to use before we're before we're done here. That's fine. Don't worry. There'll be there'll be less and less as the weeks go on. <laughs> so I got Io Shirai taking on Raquel Gonzalez with Io Shirai getting the victory here. Very nice. Very nice. Io Shirai beating Raquel. You take that, Raquel. If that's your real name. If that's your real name. It's probably not. <laughs> probably not. I would no. imagine it's not. I can't I cannot believe that it would be hers. <laughs> after after uh Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez, we have a backstage interview with Charlotte Flair and Natalia about their reign as the women's tag team champions and and their lack of challengers. Natalia says, Well the thing is when you're when you're the two best women's wrestlers in the world who both come from families of wrestling royalty no one is ever eager to challenge you whoever thinks about stepping up to us always ends up realizing they're gonna be a league below us so they just give up before they get embarrassed flair chimes in and says our reign has shown that not only are people afraid of us they're all below us there's no one left on smackdown who has a case to even breathe in the direction of the champions let alone get a title shot then we hear from off screen what about from raw Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Angel Garza step into the interview, and Gar- Garza leans into the mic and he says, 
Sure, you two have beaten everyone on SmackDown, but you've never faced a team like Dana Brooke and my lovely Rose, Mandy Rose. He kisses Mandy on the hand, and Dana, Dana Brooke is a little weirded out, but it brushes it off. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's cool. Everything's cool. And I, know, and, he's, and I know it's their destiny to win those women's tag team championships, and no matter how good you are, no one can stand in the way of destiny. Just like, just like, I'm sure he's going to also say, uh, just like it's destiny for me to win, win, officially win this United States championship. Yes. yes, just like it's destiny for me to be the United States champion. Yeah. Um, Rose, speak, uh, Rose speaks up and says, you want to prove you're the best of the best. Brooke and I have been dominating the women's tag team division over on Raw, and trust me, the royalty isn't ready for us. Flair gets in Rose's face and Natalia gets in Brooke's face and Flair says, just, you two, you think just because your little boyfriend is here to help you, you can't, you can beat us? You have no idea the challenge you two are up against here and the only thing you two are going to get if you go head to head with us is embarrassed. Oh, damn. Brooke, Brooke responds, we'll see what you have to say when we're standing over you with those titles above our heads. The two teams stare each other down until refs and security show up to make sure they don't, uh, you know, beat each other up. <laughs> you <laughs> I know, had, uh, I had one extra line in here that I almost put in, but I ended up not putting in because I thought it was too cheesy. Of the two teams getting split up, and then Angel Garza just continuing to stand there and being like, "You can't outrun destiny," wink, <laughs> and then going away. <laughs> uh, and I was like, "No, that's too much." <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Beautiful, perfect, good segment. Ryan approved. I'm glad it's Ryan approved because I'm using your superstars here. Yes. Why? Well, I, I mean, I did say like uh, not last week's episode, but two weeks ago that they are trying, they are looking to make that move headed over to SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I just, I just don't want to do your superstars dirty, you know. Yeah, no. I want to make, I want to make, I want to make sure I'm still, I'm still doing good by Raw over here. Of course. Uh, because you know you've been writing them for so long, and I have, and I haven't, so I'm just like, what other characters are good? Fair enough. Uh, well, what else do you got on the docket for SmackDown? Are we well, coming up on the main event here? Yes. The last thing I got on the docket for SmackDown is the main event with Nakamura and Carrillo taking on Sheamus and Thatcher. Uh, during the match, Dave Mastiff is keeping strong and check on the outside whenever he tries to involve himself somehow. Every time he, like, gives it a shot, Dave Mastiff is there to shut it down immediately. Uh, then, at one point, Sheamus and Thatcher are using some 30 tactics, and, the re- and this grabs the ref's attention, and when Mastiff tries to snap the ref out of it and be like, hey, pay, like, like when, when Matt Stiff tries to get the ref's attention to be like, hey, get them to stop. Yeah. Uh, Strong rips him down off the apron. Mastiff bonks his head off of it. And while he's woozy, Strong hits him with the Intercontinental Championship, knocks him out. Nice. Uh, then, Sh- then Shinsuke, who's on the apron, goes to check, goes to check on him, make sure he's all right. But when he does... Uh, he inadvertently leaves Carrillo hanging because Carrillo, like right after he goes to check, Carrillo goes for a tag, but mm-hmm. no one's there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shinsuke realizes this a little too late, too late, and by the time he gets back on the apron to go get the tag, Sheamus is able to grab Carrillo and take him back to him in Thatcher's corner. Mm-hmm. Thatcher and Sheamus start beating down Carrillo. Uh, start beating down Carrillo. Shinsuke goes to make the save, but while uh, th- th- basically Thatcher and Sheamus are like double teaming Carrillo right now, like just stomping him in the corner, and the ref's like, "Hey, quit it! Like get." One of you has to get out, you know? Yeah. Uh, and while the ref is distracted, Strong basically does the same thing to, to Nakamura, takes him off the apron and hits him, hits him with the belt, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically leaving Carrillo alone to get hit with a uh, finisher by Sheamus and Thatcher uh, for the win. 
Very nice. A lot of a lot of booking over here on the main event segment here. Yeah, a lot of it's, this was a very overbooked SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it, I think it comes out well. I think Sheamus and Thatcher getting the win makes makes some sense. Uh, you gotta, yeah, I I think it's like the Diamond Mine should win in like those sort of circumstances because they are you know they are better or whatever they're teamed up together and you know I think those sort of things make sense. But I'm glad. All this stuff is happening. It's it really feels like it, you, whatever you're building to uh, SummerSlam over the IC title should be very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing yet, uh, but I, I, I have I have an idea of what I would love to see, but I doubt it will ever happen. What 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 is that? A championship scramble match. <laughs> <laughs> Holy wanna, moly! A man after my own heart. A man after my own heart, yeah. I want to see a Humberto Carrillo is the W well, not WWE champion. <laughs> Humberto Carrillo is the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh something about that I think would be very funny. Uh, it's not gonna be a scramble match. I, I will say, at SummerSlam for me, Intercontinental title, not even on the not even on the line. Ooh, a bold move. A bold mm-hmm. move indeed. Well, uh very good. I thought it was a solid smackdown here, Mikey. I thought it was really good. Um, uh, I think the um, a lot, you, again, this is a typical thing. Your promos are the best work. Um, you know, it's the, the, we're the two sides of the same coin. Where I feel like I do well in putting matches together, I think you put t- well on putting promos together. Uh, and then for matches, I just put a bunch of uh, debuts together. Harry Smith versus King Corbin. <laughs> I have, and then when I need to put together matches, I go, oh, let's do three debuts in the same night. Yeah, why not? Let's get them all out of the way. Uh, no, no, I think it was very solid. I, I very much enjoyed SmackDown here, Mikey. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, with all that out of the way, Mikey, it is now time, since we're on the retirement tour, typically we have our audience vote in the polls, which, of course, you can still do by heading over to countoutpod forward slash, or sorry, twitter.com forward slash countoutpod. Mm-hmm. Um, you can vote on that all weekend long on who you believe was the better booker. Was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? But while we're on retirement tour, those polls won't have a true effect besides our egos, because uh, right now we're going to be hitting the randomizers on each other. Each episode. You want to tell us who your favorite host is? Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> uh, uh, don't do that, because if because I believe Mikey won the poll last week, and I think he's saying that to give himself the boost. Um, I, won, I won it with one singular vote. Um, okay, uh, let us get to the randomizer portion, Mikey. Yeah, let's hit it. And let's see what we get on this god dang podcast. Well, how many episodes yes. have we got left of this god dang show? Three. Three? After this, I think. Because we have two shows before SummerSlam and then SummerSlam. Okay. I'll believe you. I'll believe you because my f- computer's slowing down here. Yes, three. Three, three, three. Very interesting. Oh, no. This is this is devastating right now. Devastating? This could possibly be devastating. Okay. Well, then, uh, what's... what's My randomizer is still loading. What's your uh, devastating reaction? I got a minor injury. Oh, no. This could be devastating. Roll a D whatever to see what wrestler gets hurt, and then a D4-1 to see how many weeks they're out. So, possibly, they could be out for the remainder of Hit the Book. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I got, a, I got for you a sickness. Oh no! Uh, so basically, uh, basically a wrestler. I'm gonna roll a D whatever to see what wrestler is sick for one week. Um, so they can't come back till the go home show. Yes, they cannot return till the go home show. Um, so I will. Do you mind counting up your roster for me here, and I will so I can roll that D whatever, and I will my, count up. It's my right. I have to 
my entire roster, right? Yes, because sure. anyone can be sick. Uh, does, I, John, does John Cena count? I would say so. Okay. Um. Okay. So, and I have an injury, so I have to count up who wrestled. So we got two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. 14. 14 people wrestled on my show. As Mikey is counting his. Again, thank you everybody for listening to this show. Thank you guys for everyone for staying around uh, as we uh, you know, close out the show here. We have very interesting things uh, on the horizon. I think we've already announced Happy Hour, Mikey. But um, we have very interesting things on the horizon. Um, by the time you're hearing this, we have already probably announced it the countout drive, uh, in which case we'll talk about that even more as we go into the, the plugs mm-hmm. portion of the show, but, uh, we'll greatly appreciate it. Obviously this show is, you know, coming to an end. Uh, so, you know, if you want to donate to us, that we'll obviously be happy. It's not expected. We got other shows to donate to. You can also donate to the shows that are upcoming to even be able actually, no, you'll be able to hear the show. You'll be able to hear an exclusive first episode of happy hour. If you uh, mm-hmm. donate, so uh, definitely go uh, go help out the drive starting this up ne- starting next week. We would appreciate it, Mikey. Uh, how many roster members do you have on your show? I have exactly fifty. Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, that would be easy. I had fourteen. So do you want to roll a a D fourteen for me, and I'll roll a D fifty. D fifty. Oh my! Rolling a D fourteen now. I almost rolled a D one forty three by accident. Oh boy, that's a lot. That's a lot more than fourteen. <laughs> Brian, your result for a D14 is a 12. 12. So wrestler number 12 is going to be injured for a certain number of weeks. So that is um, 14, 13. That is Liv Morgan. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, your fate lies at the hands of a D4. Yeah. It's D4 minus 1, correct? D4 minus 1, yes. So at maximum... I need a, a, basically done for the next three weeks. Which is, there's all a, we got left. There's a fifty percent chance this screws with me. Uh, I'm trying to get my D4 out, but you know, actually, there's like, actually outdrops. actually you know, fifty percent just screws with me. Twenty five percent chance where I'm per- per- perfectly fine. I got my physical dice out for you, as opposed to your ethereal dice, as opposed to my internet dice. Ah, uh, fair enough. Ryan, I rolled. A one! You're good! I'm good! It's Joe! A, a, a one minus one is zero weeks. Liv Morgan Ooh. is fine. Oh, man! Liv Morgan <laughs> a little bit of a stinger at the end of this episode. She's back next week. Oh, man. That was scary, dude. You're <laughs> good. Everything's I got, fine. <laughs> I got real scared there. Liv Morgan could have had the possibility oh. to be out for the last three weeks of Hit the Books. Oh, man. A character I've been building forever. Um... Okay, I'm good. I'm happy that I'm okay. Uh, Mikey, uh, we got to roll a D50 for you. I rolled a 17. Uh, who on your uh, roster is 17? All right, I'm just going to go down the way I counted here. Probably probably Dominic Mysterio, am I right? <laughs> he's 17 because he's young. Get 17 it? is Timothy Thatch. Ooh, Tim Thatch. Tim Thatch. And how many... I believe he's just out for one week. I believe he's out for is. next week, yes. Okay, so you cannot use Timothy Tim, Timothy Thatch next week. I mean, that's fine. I've been building this feud for a while. I think it could take a week off. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, very nice. Well, Worst case, I just have, like, strong and massive yell at each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's always an option, I guess. Uh, there we go. I love it, Mikey. There we go. Uh, so good job. Good job mm-hmm. here. 
Um, okay, well then that is it for this week's episode. We've made it out of the clutches of the randomizer. It could have been worse. Could have definitely been worse for somebody, especially me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let, uh, again, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Mikey, anything to plug? Yeah, go check out Independent Waters every Wednesday where me and Zach Matisse check out the independent wrestling scene and bring back matches for you to watch. Uh, if you are new to the independent wrestling scene or if you are entrenched in the indie wrestling scene, it is a good show either way because it either gives you new matches to check out or a different take on matches you've already seen. So if you're in the indie wrestling in any capacity, go check out Indie Waters every Wednesday here on the Countout Network. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was the smoothest that's ever been. That think I think that was the smoothest, the fastest. That was that was a milkshake right there. Usually, usually I I read those and I'm like, ah, eh, but you can I don't know. Check out the show, baby. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I think that was pretty beautiful, Mikey. I think that was a good Thank job. You. Very, 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 very nice. Um. All right. Uh. You can follow us on Twitter, of course. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash countoutpod. That is at countoutpod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan So You can follow Mikey on Twitter, Mikey. At MikeyM133. Beautiful. Um, maybe I should change up my Twitter username, but it's so perfectly at Ryan but also it's like spelling Nightsy is atrocious. Um, so I don't know. You got, listen, if you can get your real name on Twitter, take it. I guess, yeah, that's fair, I guess. Uh, but more importantly, uh, an upcoming on Tuesday, I believe it's Tuesday. <laughs> Look up the goddamn calendar to ensure this. Uh, I believe it is Tuesday. Or maybe it's probably Monday, actually. That makes way more sense. On Monday, uh, August 9th, uh, this Monday, we are starting the Countout Network Drive. It's going to be a basically a two week long drive where we are basically, uh, you know, we, we podcasting is. Uh, a free uh a free uh game there's not a lot of stuff in here and there's a lot of work a lot of work put in by every single person part of this thing they're uh i don't want to say handcrafted they're voice crafted every single week by a bunch of people that work here both here and behind the scenes not just for hit the books but for your dose of death how to talk to your friend about wrestling the articles we do on the website there's a lot of different stuff um, that a lot of people work really hard and take out the time of their day to work on it. Uh, and, you know, we were just one of, you know, this is our hat in hand weeks where we say, hey, what is there? Is there any chance you can do? Uh, and by support us, support us here uh, at the Count Out Network. You can donate whatever you like, but uh, if you donate $5 a month, you will get be able to get access, Mikey. You will be able to get access to... Uh, are a, a bunch of exclusive content for you. Yes. Like the first ever episode of Happy Hour. Uh, mm-hmm. Like um, a thing that Mikey and I are calling uh, something. We haven't officially named the title, Mikey. Maybe we should discuss that. Was Mike. it? I, did, I, th- I feel like we mentioned it a, like a long time ago when we were like jokingly coming up with the idea of this. I think it was like Fast Foodies or something like that. Fast Foodies is great. The one I've been pitching was Mountain Dew Somaliers. <laughs> Mountain Dew Somaliers is very good. Uh, maybe. So anyway, maybe <laughs> Fast Foodie, Fast Food. I'm trying to do a portmanteau of Somaliers and something Basically else. Basically, what me and Ryan are going to be doing is taking a bunch of different fast food meals and pairing them with different Mountain Dew flavors. Yeah, it's going to be. 
the best audio medium podcast you've ever listened to. Uh, and a bunch of other shows are a bunch of doing a bunch of other things. Uh, and we're going to try to maybe, Mikey, I think we should probably maybe do some things during it to, to boost those sort of ideas. But, you know, we want to... We, we also have a special episode of Indie Waters coming out. That yes. I think you guys will like. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we come hat in hand, and hopefully uh, those uh, those different ideas are intriguing to you. We'll get more of that. Hopefully by the time you're hearing this, those ideas have all been announced and we know what those are, obviously. But you'll get that drive announcement already. We'll get that exclusive content for you if you donate five dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that donation uh, can go to whatever show of your choice. You know, we yes. uh, obviously count out will take some, but it goes to the rest of the money goes to a show of your choice. So if you donate five dollars, you can send a dollar to uh, your dose of death. You can send two dollars to How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling, uh, and two dollars for. Uh, independent water or nothing to independent waters. They don't need it. Uh, hey. <laughs> um, but you know, that's, it's all part of that. It's all customizable. Uh, either way, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, yes. so again, thank you everybody. Uh, we would like hope- Ryan said, this is us. Like, this is like the guitarist opening his case. Like maybe. Yeah, no, it's while I mean, they're playing on the street. Just I, like, mm? Yeah. I don't blame you. It's free podcasting, but it is a lot of time and effort that goes into it. And we would greatly appreciate it. If you guys donate starting this Monday. So get ready for that. You'll get more of that nonsense. But again, if you if you can't or don't have the means to right now or just don't feel like it, that is also fun. And we still appreciate you for even just listening. Yeah. 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 Um, and you get a bunch of us, us talking about it uh, all next week and whatnot. Uh, all right. We will actually next week is a huge week, by the way. I'm looking at the calendar. I think I mentioned this before. Oh, wait, no, it's going to be wrong. Dang it. Oh, oh Lauren oh. ruined it. <laughs> No, Lauren ruined it. Next week on the calendar was supposed to be the thirtieth episode of Your Dose of Death, the fiftieth, the fortieth episode. Oh my god, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm interrupting you. I'm so I was so excited for it. The thirtieth of YDOD, the fortieth of HTB, and How to Talk to Your Friend by Wrestling, and also the fiftieth of Independent Waters. Do you know everything next, was going to line up perfect? Everything was lining up perfectly until it didn't. I don't even know if that's entirely correct by the way uh i'm looking it up now to see if that's correct yeah 38 because 39 will come out and then and then independent waters be the 50th and then yeah your dose of death did their 27th oh man they i can't believe we're going on 50 episodes of indie waters i feel like we just started that show yeah no you guys are celebrating your 50th literally next week yeah that's crazy even though like numerically it's like 48th or something Mm -hmm. because of reasons Right. Uh, there was that listen there was that one week where everything exploded man yeah there was that <laughs> no that's true <laughs> was that one week where literally just everything exploded and uh you know shit happens shit happens you know i, I i'm not gonna blame anybody on that um all right um let us get to the end of this episode why don't we Mike? yes i think yes. i think i think the folks at home would appreciate if we fucking stop talking <laughs> 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 they just want to hear the answer music already. Yeah, just play the just play the goddamn music, folks. What are you what are you, what are you doing? Stop jerking your gherkin. Um uh, uh Mikey, uh any final final thoughts? No, I think I think we covered it all. Alright, beautiful. Well then we will talk to you all next week on Hit the Books, the fortieth episode of Hit the Books season four. Oh my god. Uh oh my god. God, dude. Well, uh, like we always say, thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Uh, Until then, we've got two words for you. Final book down.
I'm a chicken. <laughs> the final book down. This has been a Count Out Podcast.